Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 108 of the Retire With Confidence podcast. I'm Nick Hopwood, and this is... Lucky Lee. Lucky Lee, our special guest for this week. Um, as you know, we believe by providing education and guidance, we inspire and educate our clients to make great decisions, and we believe that they can retire with confidence as a result. Now, with, with finances, Right, we talk about being healthy with our finance, finances. We're going to have you know a um, analogy with being healthy with our health, with our body, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, okay. So so lucky. It, so is it Aaron or Lucky? What do you like? What do you prefer? Sure. Uh, you know, mo- I tell most of my patients, you can call me whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> name does not matter. It's the meaning behind the name that matters. So uh, you know, I just start with why I got the name Lucky. Uh, I hang out with some friends of mine, you know, colleagues. They always say, oh, you're so lucky, you know. We in acupuncture school, they say, oh, you know, you're Chinese. Uh, you speak Chinese, you're so lucky. But when I came here, uh, you know, then I went to China. They say, oh, you speak English. You're in America, you're so lucky. So I just feel I'm so fortunate. And I said, you know, okay, you can call me that. So uh, I guess I've accepted that name. But as to, you know, Matching the tagline, so in Livonia Acupuncture, we believe in helping people declare health independence. Uh, we see many, many times again where people are having chronic illnesses, where they have no relief with modern medications, and they find themselves relying on something as a clutch, whether it be different treatment modalities or different injections, drugs, uh, to maintain their health just to keep up. So what we want to do is get people to the health, level of health, where they could sustain some kind of independence. And that coincidentally uh, kind of matches up with what Nick has in his philosophy is that, right, helping people retire with confidence so that you have enough, uh, I'm still learning passive income to kind of- That's right, passive income. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Peak income 360. Yeah, and I also want to tell the audience out there that's listening that Nick has been so helpful to me in helping me uh, just changing my mindset and really build a legitimate clinic as well as business. Um, I guess just a quick background. Sorry, I'm taking out all the Let, let me ask you about your background okay. because I want it to be a conversation. Okay. <laughs> so we met a few years ago and the first thing that we learned about each other mm-hmm is that we have exactly the same degree. We both have an econ degree from Michigan. I'm a mm-hmm. few years older, okay? Mm-hmm. But we talked about the professors and Lorch Hall and, and the classes and everything, and I thought mm-hmm. that was so funny because here I am, I'm using my econ degree, yeah. right? But what about you? I am not. So, <laughs> uh, so but, the, yeah. but, okay, so, so how did you go from China to Ann Arbor Mm-hmm. Econ into acupuncture. That's the question. I, I think I think I know, but I'd like you to explain. Sure. So uh, this story starts with a uh, woman in China with kind of a broken heart, uh, in that sense that 
she so we have uh, you know a Chinese medicine or acupuncture lineage in our family however my mother uh, was not respected as a practitioner in China because she was a woman so she came to the States uh, first she was just visiting she found that well you know she lived in Ann Arbor she as a part-time uh, you know part-time gig at the time there was no acupuncture regulations and she was just visiting so she kind of you know helped out another friend cleaning the libraries in University of Michigan and then she, as she's cleaning the libraries and she said you know my son will go to the school and he will become a doctor here um, so you know it, it, you know it's a little emotional so forgive me if yeah, I start so to that that idea of that has really manifested itself and here we are yeah not quite so she came <laughs> here uh, and uh, I started going to U of M right as I got accepted she started telling everybody she well, knows. Hold on. how old were you when you came here um, so when I came in at uh, 13 okay and did you have English in China no I didn't know anything so you come at 13 and you have to learn English right away yeah I knew very very basic uh, British English so it would be like water closet and then right, people <laughs> say, what is that a bathroom yeah. oh he needs bathroom so but that wasn't really you know you can't communicate so I had to learn you know like everybody else from the curse words and up and <laughs> start to know get in trouble say bad things to teachers and you know, get other people <laughs> in trouble so that's how everybody learns English that way um, so I guess yeah I went to okay. Scarlet Middle School and I went to Huron High School and then I went to uh, University of Michigan okay so your, your mother you know she had the proclamation right mm -hmm. and so you got the undergrad degree from Michigan and she was practicing acupuncture while you were a kid 13 mm -hmm. and up right yeah and then you go to Michigan and then do you go directly from uh, undergrad to go working for for her in some capacity yeah so uh, you, you know about 80 80 percent of uh, students went to Michigan undergrad as pre-med and I have to say it was really hard um, I unfortunately was not smart enough to make it into the uh, you know med have school. the GB, GPA yeah. to get into med school so the idea was that I would well, what was your GPA I'm just kidding. Please don't ask. <laughs> it's 2.8. Okay? But for U of M, that's, I think it's okay. Well, uh, I did, I did, however, uh, found my own club in U of M. It's called the Michigan Alternative Medicine Club. So it's still 50 members strong. Uh, so, I, uh, so why did I have an econ degree in the end was that I found, well, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to be a doctor, so it took me a while. Felt like a failure for a long time. I just feel like, you know what? I'm not going to go get a music degree or something like that. I just, you know, math came pretty easy to me, so I. It, it seemed like a practical that. degree, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and one of the things was too was that when my mother practiced acupuncture, uh, she did not know how to manage a clinic. Uh, she wanted the best for patients, so she was barely charging enough. Just to pay rent uh, she didn't you know consider about the overhead the potential access capital you need for business expansion or hiring employees so that was another uh, big hurdle we had to learn to kind of come uh, through through my own personal journey uh, and then you know uh, to that so, point lucky yeah. there's a ton of people who are great practitioners 
in whatever trade you do, whether it's financial planning or acupuncture or whatever, but trying to run a business, mm-hmm. right? Making, being a practitioner and being the business owner, that's a difficult task. And most people definitely do not optimize. And when did you start with your mother? Uh, I started practicing with her pretty much, uh, you know, we first started just practicing acupuncture for family, friends, friends and family. Uh, acupuncture did not start licensing in Michigan until year, I think it was 2013. And, uh, you know, before then, pretty much nobody knew what acupuncture was. So, you know, acupuncture is something that came up really fast. So then what happened was after acupuncture uh, was, you know, starting to get popularized, we started to open a clinic and started practicing acupuncture. And then we started applying for licenses. You know, first you had to submit your education and degree. For me, it was because uh, my mother practiced acupuncture. So I was able to take an advanced placement test in Beijing. So that uh, kind of, you know, certified me as an apprentice and passing the requirements for acupuncture for the boards and to get licensed through the state of Michigan. Okay. So then, you know, fast forward, tell me about the transition of of your mother, I think she's retired, and now you taking over the clinic and so on. Sure. So uh, she, uh, you know, I've practiced with my mother for a while, and despite anybody tell you uh, practicing with your family or working with your family is not easy. <laughs> so I would want to do one thing, and she would want to do another. And you know, she would always say, "Well, if you want to do it your way, then you leave and start your own place." She was always saying that. So one day I just said, okay, I will leave. So there was an oppor- another opportunity here in Livonia. Uh, there was a clinic that I could take over. So I did and I started practicing here. Uh, but I started practicing with my mother professionally since 2015. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, then we met right shortly thereafter. It's been a few years. Uh, you're probably already practicing at the new clinic for a couple of years and then, and then we met. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting, because I had I had had acupuncture elsewhere, and what was unique about Livonia community acupuncture is that you had just one great big room right. at the time, mm-hmm. and so you had many people in one room. And now, right, you have individual rooms. So, right. you know, tell us about the transition from getting started to where you are now. Sure. So. Uh, we found that, uh, you know, my mother was charging a very low rate. So her idea was to make it affordable for patients. And I just figured, hey, you know what? I want one big open room and I want to have many people in here. And later, actually, coincidentally found out that that creates a morphic healing field. So that even if you're taking a nap in that room without getting acupuncture, you still feel the healing effect. Really? Right. Uh, but obviously, since pandemic, our patients feel very comfortable being in their own room and uh, they don't want to be with others, so we had to kind of adapt. Yeah. Um, so they moved the office last year and everyone has their own room now, like their own uh, like massage room, so to speak. Right. Individual rooms with uh, UV light filters. Uh, it's been studied that um, the coronavirus does not like the UV light. Actually, it's very sensitive to UV light. So we have UV light installed in every room uh, so that, you know, our patients could be safe and uh, 
you know, while receiving pay, uh, treatment and, and I, also keeping our staff safe. And I agree, you know, I've, I've been to your place many times and bought many packages, right? Mm -hmm. Testimony, right? Okay. <laughs> and, and I feel very safe, mm -hmm. absolutely. So let's back up one second though and say, sure. you know, what is acupuncture? I know that everyone's heard the name but, and many people have already experienced it, but mm -hmm. what is it for those of us who don't know? Sure. So. Um, acupuncture is a holistic medicine. So when we talk about holistic, we talk about all the organs in your body, all the pieces and muscle tissue groups in your body working as a whole. So for instance, um, I was just thinking about this analogy earlier. I walk into this office, right? And uh, there is, you know, Nick, you have your staff, right? Patty works here, you work here. And we also have Ashley coming in to help out. So assuming that this business is a body and you have different organs as different people that play different roles so nick as the you know director or the you know owner of this place you'll be the heart okay and let's say patty who is uh in I, charge think, of I think patty is the heart okay <laughs> be, i can be the lungs okay so actually the lung is the the prime minister so the lung kind of is nearby the heart yeah so, uh, you know, acupuncture is a old ancient wisdom, uh, you know, art, so that everything has this poetic meaning to it, right? So each organ as a separate, holds a separate office in the body. So when you are sick, then we see who is, right, accountable for the sickness, right? Uh, and also when people talk about, okay, my lung is having issues, I see a lung specialist. But first, you, before you see that, we need to see, is the lung or the lungs operating at the same time as the rest of the body? All right, what do I mean by that? So, you know, for the for the organization to work, everybody needs to show up at work at the right time. If, for example, some patients like to skip breakfast until noon, right? Your whole body is awake, but your stomach is still not waking up. And that's why you tell me that I shouldn't be skipping breakfast and lunch, which I do today and almost every day. Yeah, uh, and this is why a lot of people have insomnia or tend to eat late, is that when the morning they don't eat, when they eat their lunch, their stomach is just waking up, so it's digesting breakfast. So at dinner, you're eating right a late lunch, and then right around nap, uh, you know, you time to sleep, you said, oh, you know, your stomach, so you still so, owe me dinner. Yeah, so you know, when on days when I do eat lunch, Mm -hmm. I'm so sleepy in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you? Sure. So that could be that uh, the stomach is not used to functioning this way. Yeah. Uh, so that's actually the spleen uh, that's guiding the stomach to do that. So one way to conquer that problem would be eating a little bit less and then make sure you chew your food so that it's easier to digest. Yeah, like 25 chews for each bite. Right. And make sure the saliva right, really gets into the food. You know, on this topic, I want to tell everybody, you know, uh, I am not a big fan of juicing unless you chew your juice. Really? Right. It doesn't seem... Here's why. When you doesn't chew... Seem necessary. <laughs> when you chew, your gums actually secrete saliva. And the saliva mixing with the food is how your stomach acid is able to digest the food. Just like all creatures, right? You know, like snake, when it bites into something, it secretes poison or, you know, uh, different animals. And that is designed, right? You say God's design to help you, uh, help you digest. 
But if somebody's drinking juice, that's really harsh to the stomach because there's no saliva in there. So juice is okay, but you know, I hope I can patent this somehow. But you know, you chew, chew your juice, you get some saliva in there, that'll help you not even, uh, you know, help your stomach digest better. Mm. Usually you absorb more of that juice as well. I'll try that next time. So yeah, hopefully, uh, look, try it, let me know. So we wanna make sure that different organs are on the same page, right? Mm -hmm. And so by doing so, it helps our body with sleeping and with digestion and you know what other kind of illnesses can we attack with our uh, you know our acupuncture sure so when acupuncture when we do differential diagnosis we look at different organs and we look at different organs functioning in their own time rhythm uh, in modern day people talk about the circadian rhythm right which is your sleeping schedule but Underneath that, there are actually different biological rhythms for different organs as well. And different organs, depending on the person, those are links to different planets. Okay, This might be a little bit out there, but there are research being done. Uh, acupuncture is highly related to physics. So with that said, we will look at, uh, for instance, uh, say someone's stomach, for example. Right? Uh, someone's stomach isn't functioning well. So they don't have an appetite during the day, but at night they have a lot of appetite, right? Um, so then let's say, let's talk about someone's uh, heart, okay? So if somebody's heart is on a different rhythm, so in the daytime, they will feel, you kind of like this person is functioning, but when you look at them, they're not there. But at nighttime, right, the heart in the daytime is asleep, the nighttime is awake. So they will have very vivid dreams, even nightmares, or when they're at night, they just feel like, there's something going on with the chest area, they can't rest, right? Mm. So with all of this, right, we consider health a coherence. So how coherent are you with you, your brain, and all your organs all at the same time? So different organs functioning at different rates, you could see how this person is behaving and functioning, and the functioning prolonged causes different issues. So there's a whole different study on that. I think modern day people just want to do tests and see what's going on now, but it's lacking the aspect of what's causing that. Yeah, I believe in that tremendously. I think that all the pills that we're on just masks the symptom, but let's find out the cause, the underlying root cause of the problem. So one of the biggest problems in our society is like, blood pressure, cholesterol, heart disease, and, and then cancer. So mm -hmm. those are the you know, two biggest things that I always see anecdotally. So if someone says, hey, I have high blood pressure or high cholesterol or heart disease, you know, what do you tell them? So um, you don't have to give any specific recommendations, but you know, sure. people come to you and they have these problems, right? Right, so uh, many doctors have already been recommending acupuncture to help manage stress and lifestyle. And if you ask any doctor, no doubt they will tell you, oh, you need to change your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It is a lifestyle caused issue. Uh, this is very common knowledge now. So what we are hoping to achieve with acupuncture for patients who are existing, uh, having these symptoms currently is that to come in to use acupuncture to regulate your lifestyle, if nothing else will uh, you know, slow the progression of these diseases. 
Yeah, so we, we had conversations about my, my blood pressure increasing over the years, and we talk about having a stressful job and, and so on. Um, but, uh, but acupuncture is a way to help reduce your stress, which then should help lower the blood pressure naturally, right? Right. So acupuncture does a couple things. Uh, when people's stress is uh, really high, right, it triggers a lot of cortisol from the body. Uh, a healthy person, you know, when people say, oh, I want to achieve balance, want to achieve balance, what does that mean? Right, balance is a healthy balance of your, uh, you know, dopamine levels, your serotonin levels, and your also norepinephrine levels. And these come from different organs of the body. So the heart will be in charge of the dopamine, right? Your kidney will be in charge, or dopamine is about alertness, right? Uh, your heart will be about the concentration, or your kidney will be about concentration, right? And norepinephrine is about uh, helping you feel calm. So when all these chemicals are in balance, your body would achieve this very peaceful state, which is what people refer to as the runner's high after acupuncture. And this is the state where your body starts to heal. If one of these chemicals is off, for example, if someone is having a lot of dopamine, Right. None of the other two, people would feel right very uh, edgy. Right, you know, appetite would be increased. You know, they would want to have you know have no patience for things. Right, and all these different chemicals and hormones in your body, right, due to modern day stress, needs to have uh, to be managed for someone to have a healthier lifestyle. I believe it was last March, uh -huh. when. COVID, you know, came on the scene in the U.S. I guess maybe it was in February, but March was the real beginning of the lockdowns and everything. Mm -hmm. I developed a sty on my eye, <laughs> and, I, and mm -hmm. I didn't think anything of it. You know, I just thought, well, that's weird. Right. Uh, but I never really thought much. And you said, what's going on with your eye? <laughs> and you, you're, you're, I'm like, I don't know. And, and you said, well, are you under a lot of stress? And I was like, yeah, I guess you could say that, you mm -hmm. know, because portfolios were at risk, mm -hmm. right, with, with the pandemic. So you think that the sty could be a result from stress, stuff yeah. like that, right? So maybe there's a lot of things that we don't really understand, we don't, that are happening to us that we don't take notice of. Yeah, and that's what actually I, I like you so much over other financial people, Nick, <laughs> is that you actually care uh, because, you know, when a sty happens in your eye, the eyes exist through the liver, right? If someone has red eyes, we say that you have excess liver issues, right? If someone's eyes feel very, um, there's no spark in them, right? we say that there's a lack of right, energy in the eyes and the kidneys. So the fact that there's a sty means that you really are stressed about, you know, your your clients or well-being. So it shows that you care a lot. Now you use the word energy. Yeah. Okay. That term, mm -hmm. I feel like you have a really high energy. Like, Ashley, maybe you can agree. Like when when you walk in, first time I met you, there's like a bounce in your step. You know, you're you're like smiling all the time, right? Real positive. And so I feel like you bring this positive energy with you um you know there's also people like that are, or places that are low energy and uh, i always refer to applebee's 
as a low energy place. Okay? <laughs> like when you go into Applebee's, mm -hmm. you're just like, and this is, this feels bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe next time you go to Applebee's, you'll take note of that. But for me, that's a, a low energy place. Okay, mm -hmm. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's me, maybe that's people that are there. Um, but what do you, what can you tell me about why you have high energy and other people have high energy and then a lot of people are low energy and you just get a, is, is low energy a bad vibe or is a bad vibe a whole separate ener energy? Mm. So I, I, if you will, thank you very much. I never, I can't feel my own energy. <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, uh, but what I could say is, is that people get caught up in the specifics. So there is a old saying, right, from the acupuncture lineage and texts is that, you know, a, if you are a rabbit trapper, right, you trap the rabbit with the trap and then you forget the trap. Hold if on, you're, say it again. So if you're a hunter, yeah. um, and you trap the rabbit yeah. with your trap, after you harvest your rabbit, you forget the, ra uh, the trap, okay? If you're a fisherman, you fish with your fishing pole. After you get your fish, you forget the fishing pole, mm -hmm. okay? If you are, you know, communicating with words, right? You use words to communicate meaning. Once you receive the meaning, you forget the words. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the punchline is now, can I have a word with someone <laughs> who needs to forget about words? Um, where does, uh, you hey, know, when, comes I, when about, I catch a fish, I'm like, man, I'm a great fisherman. I'm not like complimenting my pole. Right. Yeah, it's that it's kind of like the analogy of modern day is that, you know, you can enjoy the light bulb without knowing how it exactly works. Yeah. I think uh, when people uh, are feeling a level of wellness, they could forget about the specifics. Right. I can overlook the imperfections of this. I can overlook something you said that wasn't exactly correct with the modern dictionary or, uh, you know, whatever political affiliations I think that uh, you know it's not that people misunderstand each other just they're looking to understand the wrong things so you know you can say oh you know you're saying things this way which now I get but I'm not looking to decipher every word to say each to, does that make sense I don't know I don't know how to so I guess talking about high energy is that um, maybe the energy is not dispersed into many different places. As in, I'm not being distracted by all these small things that are going on. And I really just wanted to enjoy the conversation with you. Okay. Now, I often t tend to think of the energy level with like a vibration level. Mm -hmm. So you could say, hey, he's high energy. He vibrates at a high level. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay, and I think that I think there's a high correlation. Like, like if Jesus vibrated at a level of a thousand, like maybe I I vibrate at a level of ten, right? But maybe the guy with low energy is like level one, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. I tend to think of it like that. Yeah. Um, so so Jesus is actually a great healer. Uh, he's the best. Uh, you know, Jesus actually. 
studied, you know, healing arts from uh, Tibet, and mm. then that's why there's a lost chapter of Jesus from age 13 to thir uh, 30 that later was, you know, taken off. But uh, Jesus then brought the healing back to the Middle East, so it's able to heal people. Interesting. But speaking of that, right? You know, very high-level holy men could heal. I think if you come to terms with your own self uh, and align better with your purpose, you could have higher energy because you're not thinking about other things. And for some people, you know, it could be I don't know Dalai Lama. He could just talk to you and you know smile with you, and after a conversation seamlessly, hey, you know my cough went away because I've talked to this person, and that happens. Mm. And you know I think everybody is capable to be healers, not just you know it could be your grocery store you know cashier that has really good energy and you feel like hey you know I like shopping here you know I like talking yeah, to this person. Sometimes you can feel high energy from someone like that, or or an, or a bad energy, right? It goes both ways. So enough about energy. Okay. okay. So what else, you know, what else should we learn about acupuncture that we haven't talked about yet? You know, what are you, some of the main points? Sure. So acupuncture places needles in different parts of the body and to resonate a um, rhythm within the body so that the body starts to heal itself. You know, a modern understanding could be, right, to retrain your nerves in your brain to release different chemicals in your body to start healing. Um, so I would say for people that are curious about acupuncture that would like to try it, make sure you eat a little bit before you come in. Uh, acupuncture is great at lowering uh, blood sugar. So if somebody is right, a little thin, if they don't eat, they may not feel very good. They might feel slightly dizzy. Mm. So I just want to get that out there, whether you know, you're know you around here, you want to see me or see another acupuncturist in the future. This is a great tip to have. And also um, try to eliminate caffeine or be too wired before coming to treatment. Because in acupuncture, we want you to relax. And a lot of people that come a couple of times, they could you know, start really getting to deep rest yeah. When you get acupuncture, it's almost like a rim sleep. Yeah, I feel like when I come in, you know, you you put the needles in and it's like you're floating, right? Like a like a runner's high, like definitely like a, a floating feeling, mm -hmm. which is really, and then you fall asleep, right? And yeah. so you, you know, if you have some chronic problems that you're working on, right? You come once a week for 30 minutes and then maybe after you start feeling better, you don't have to come so often. Is, that the idea yeah exactly um, right again helping people de uh, declare uh, helping people declare health independence is our model so we want to have your body start feeling independent now what do we mean by independence uh, if you eat right sleep right and poop right then you'll be all right this is what one of my I'll spit out my coffee man most uh, respected acupuncture teachers used to say is that you know if you have normal bowel movements two three times a day if you could sleep through the night without waking up if you could eat and properly digest your food and you're healthy right um again right modern uh, medical goes through all these different tests and put you through different uh, you know measurements to say oh this is a healthy person that is a healthy person 
I've yet to see one healthy person that stands in front of me that fits all those charts and just have no problems. It's impossible. As a matter of fact, if you see a expert doctor, there, there, you would want to expect them to find something wrong with you. So uh, I would say, right, you know, different people have different uh, wants and goals about their health, but right, uh, it's best to just, uh, like I said, I was saying earlier, don't look too into the specifics. Because if you see enough doctors, they'll find something wrong with you. And that's, don't get me wrong, that's not to say don't go see doctors, right? But make sure, right, to check common sense. Right? If you're sleeping well, if you're eating well, you know, if you're in a good mood, most likely, you know, I think you'd be all right. So for people who want to learn more about you and your clinic, where would you direct them? What website? Sure, uh, LavoniaACU.com. ACU. People can't spell acupuncture correctly or something. Yeah, you know, there's, there's only one C, C right? <laughs> yeah, there's only one C. It's crazy. There should be two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. I think I spelled it wrong with, with you on some official paperwork once, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Okay, well, there you have it. Uh, I've had a good experience with Lucky, and uh, if you, I think if you visited him, you'd have a good experience with him as well. And so, right, we tie all these organs and energies together. We, we do it financially. We, you know, if you have everything hitting on all cylinders financially, right, you wanna, mm -hmm. we want to live to enjoy that, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't want to have a, you know, a short life expectancy if we have the resources to enjoy a long retirement. Yeah. Right? And I also want to say that, you know, after people get healthy, we want to make sure that they come in for maintenance. And the reason for that is, right, you want to see your energy input and output, kind of like how you see your money, is that right? you want to make more than you can spend. So you would make money and then you put it aside with Nick, 401k, or save it into assets. And then, you know, you don't want to spend it all. And worse, you don't want to spend more than what you can, ha what you can afford. So with acupuncture is similar to what Nick is doing is that, right, making sure you don't exert all your energy and you exert just live for today in, you know, all fronts. So everything in moderation is very important. Very good. There you have it. Well, thank you all for joining us uh, on episode 108. And uh, we'll look forward to speaking. We'll have Jim Pilot back in, this, in the seat for episode 109. And we'll be talking about what it means to reti retire with confidence in our own interpretations. Thank you. Thank you, Nick, for having me. Thanks for coming. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.